In my passage, Prophetic Questions and Answers, given in the Bible Part 1, I chose prophecy-related questions that appear in the books of the major and minor prophets, as well as in the Psalms, I then provided answers in context based on supporting Scripture. In this passage, I will repeat the same process, albeit with new content. This content still supports, and in some cases augments, the major prophetic themes that I have been regularly addressing on this site. In this current passage, scriptural question-answer content is organized into the following categories. Called for service, battling against the Antichrist Chaldeans. God's protection and deliverance. God's judgment and coming destruction. Selected questions in each of these areas, and their prophetic insights, are discussed below. Many of these questions are asked directly by God, to or through the particular prophets. Called for service, battling against the Antichrist Chaldeans. Just as was the case when I addressed questions in this category in Part 1, the answers to these questions in context are our end times Jacob and David figures, who we know battle the Antichrist Chaldeans. Their battle, and ultimate victory, is shown in the following question and answer content. Question, who will rise up for me against the wicked? Who will take a stand for me against evildoers? Psalms 94:16. God, likely through King David. Answer in context, this scripture is within a psalm about the righteous people of the Lord battling the evil Chaldeans who are described as wicked, arrogant and boastful, and who crush and oppress God's inheritance. The answer to this question is the author himself, King David, who describes this man practically from a third-person standpoint, perhaps referring to the end-times Davidic prince. This man who stands up is one who the Lord disciplines and who learns his law. He is one who is upright in heart and counts on the Lord as his refuge and fortress. King David often prayed for and meditated upon God's inheritance, and here acknowledges how the Lord will never forsake his inheritance, and that this man who rises up and takes a stand will be granted relief from days of trouble. Question, he who vindicates me is near. Who then will bring charges against me? Let us face each other. Who is my accuser? Let him confront me. Is. 50-8, Jacob. Answer in context, this question is asked by our end-time servant Jacob, who we have learned is accused and persecuted by the Antichrist Chaldeans. In this line of Scripture Jacob admits he is weary, but that he has maintained God's word and righteousness, and otherwise has not hidden his face from mocking and spitting. The answer here, then, is already implied. For one who has followed God's word and law and rests in the grace and vindication of Jesus Christ, there is no condemnation. It will be the ones who are the accusers whom Jacob says in this part of Scripture will lie down in torment. Question like a lion coming up from Jordan's thickets to a rich pasture land, I will chase Babylon from its land in an instant. Who is the chosen one I will appoint for this? Who is like me and who can challenge me? And what shepherd can stand against me? Jeremiah 50:44. God. Answer in context, this question is asked in the last days context of God declaring judgment and punishment, i.e. a sword, on Babylon and its officials. He instructs His people to flee and to run for your lives. God says here he will chase end times Babylon from its land in an instant. The one he appoints for this is directly associated with lifting up a banner against Babylon. This banner for judgment is mentioned twice in this section of the book of Jeremiah. The one appointed is our end times David the Davidic prince figure whom I have described in previous passages as the branch and the one who raises a banner, a signal for battle. Question, who is a God like you, who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance? You do not stay angry forever but delight to show mercy. Mike. 7:18 through Micah. Answer in context, this servant of God is living in a last days country of Israel society that has been decimated by the Antichrist Chaldeans. It is full of corruption and sin, 
and this servant suffers while in persecuted circumstances. This grateful servant of God's inheritance understands the principle of God's grace, mercy and forgiveness. While he currently sits in darkness and says he has fallen, he has great faith and confidence that God will deliver him with justice. This servant foresees the day when his enemy will be covered with shame, and will be, trampled underfoot like mire in the streets. The servant who is the rhetorical beneficiary of this prophetic question asked in the book of Micah is very likely either our end times Jacob or end times David figure. These are the ones, as we know, who are forefront in the battle against the Antichrist Chaldeans in the last days on behalf of God's inheritance and remnant. God's Protection and Deliverance Prophetic questions and answers in this section show how in the last days battle of God's people versus their Chaldean persecutors that God divinely protects them during this time and ultimately delivers them. His wrath then turns toward the Chaldeans. Question, has the Lord struck her as He struck down those who struck her? Has she been killed as those were killed who killed her? Is. 27-7, God. Answer in context, this question is asked in the context of the coming prophetic time of the Lord's vengeance and worldwide punishment right as He is about to restore His heavenly kingdom. God is asking whether her who was struck, i.e. His fruitful vineyard, which was struck by the Antichrist Chaldeans, was struck like He struck the Chaldeans. Of course, the Lord is the rock who will strike the Antichrist kingdom once and for all before He sets up His reign. In this scripture, it is again clear that the Lord has set aside a remnant of His people for Himself. He says, I watch over it, I guard it day and night so that no one may harm it, is. 27-3. God says all of the world is filled with the fruit of this vine in these last days when Jacob takes root and Israel buds and blossoms. The simple answer to this question is that God essentially protects His chosen remnant-slash-vineyard in the last days and destroys their enemies. Question, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Is 43:19 God. Answer in context, this question asked by God invokes deep thought and mystery. God says here and in Isaiah 48:19, I am doing a new thing. This is presented within the background and context of an unfaithful, sinful Israel, albeit with an Israel remnant which God is going to deliver out of Babylon. It is no wonder that right before this question, God reminds of His deliverance of His people out of Egypt when He gave them a path through the mighty waters. And right after He asks this question He refers to wild animals who honor Him, people whom He says, I formed for Myself, and for whom He will also make a way in the desert in the last days. In a nutshell, this is a prophecy of God's remnant, vineyard, who we saw above God watches out for and guards. The prophetic answer here is that this remnant will be protected, delivered, saved and given opportunity for an exodus from last day's Babylon, again. Question, can plunder be taken from warriors, or captives be rescued from the fierce? Is. 49-24, God. Answer in context, this is another question, asked by God, in the last days of His people's deliverance from their oppression at the hands of their powerful enemies. In this stanza of text, God mentions again He will lift up His banner and interestingly says that He will beckon to the Gentiles. Recall last days Jacob as a Redeemer and a light to the Gentiles. God will actually employ the help of the Gentiles, and answers His own question in the following verse. Yes, captives will be taken from warriors and plunder retrieved from the fierce. I will contend with those who contend with you, and your children I will save. Is. 49-25. We are told in Scripture that the Gentiles will carry Israel's children back to them in their arms once they are restored and truth is revealed in the last days. Question, these double calamities have come upon you, who can comfort you? Ruin and destruction, famine and sword, who can console you? Is. 51-19, God. 
Answer in context, this question is asked by our sovereign God who is addressing His people Zion in this chapter, and is making a point to them. It also has meaning for the daughter of Zion as well. His people are oppressed and held captive the daughter of Zion's sons have fainted and are like antelope caught in a net. Jerusalem and her people have had to drink from the cup of God's wrath for their disobedience. They are suffering from severe distress and destruction. God makes a very strong point in these last days so that His people will finally learn. He takes His cup of wrath against His people and then hands it over to their oppressors and tormentors. God's people will see this happen and will finally be comforted, and more importantly, they will finally learn that Jesus Christ is their only God. God's Judgment and Coming Destruction One clear prophetic theme in God's Word about the times of coming destruction is that there will be great spiritual deception, which is promulgated and fueled by false prophets, some of whom do not know any better i.e. they are deceived themselves. Others, however, have fully subscribed to the evil Chaldean agenda and proudly carry out their orders. When his disciples asked him about signs of the last days when they were on the Mount of Olives, there is a good reason Jesus remarked first about deception. He said, Take heed that no one deceives you, Matthew 24 4. Deception, including that which is led by false prophets, is highly correlated with Scripture about coming destruction in the last days. Question, but which of them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see or to hear His Word? Who has listened and heard His Word? Jeremiah 23:18. Answer in context, there are many questions asked in the book of Jeremiah that draw out one particular theme in the face of coming judgment. That is, Israel's God's own peoples especially prophets and priests have gone apostate and worship false gods. They do not know their own God. This is a clear prophetic teaching for our current last days it is happening now. The double-talking, two-faced Antichrist Chaldean prophets and priests in Israel today are saying there is peace, or that there will be peace, on the one hand, while on the other hand they live in a society that is full of wickedness, evildoers and false, Chaldean, gods. And worse yet, some of these spiritual leaders very likely participate in this activity themselves. God makes a point here that prophets who tell lies in His name will not be able to hide. The answer to the question above is that virtually no one hears His word, both then and now. Question, the lion has roared, who will not fear? The Sovereign Lord has spoken, who can but prophesy? M. 3-8, God. Answer in context, through the prophet Amos, God is addressing His whole family He brought out of Egypt the house of Jacob. Last days implications of prophecy in Amos include coming destruction of Israel and its neighbors at the hands of their enemies. And since this is an attack against the whole house of Israel, end times, Babylon is included as well. God has somewhat already answered His own question in Scripture above, but He also says, Surely the Sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing His plan to His servants the prophets, M. 3-7. When a last days Jacob or David-like figure begins warning in the midst of a sea of false peace called the prophets, God's people had better take notice. Question, who is it he is trying to teach? To whom is he explaining his message? To children weaned from their milk, to those just taken from the breast? Is. 28-9, Isaiah. Answer in context, God is primarily speaking here to the pride of Ephraim's false priests and prophets who he says are, befuddled with wine, and reel from beer. These are likely clergy who are controlled or influenced by the Antichrist Chaldeans, and are therefore predisposed to believe and promulgate a lie, rather than to promote truth. These will help usher in the new world order covenant with death, as God refers to it, without even realizing it. God's insinuation in this question is that He is speaking to those who are like children just weaned from their milk, which reminds me of the Apostle Paul in the book of Hebrews, 5:14, who distinguishes between milk and solid food, with the latter representing the ability to discern between good and evil. Those just weaned lack this kind of discernment.
justice and righteousness will ultimately prevail, but those who are deceived will be beaten down by the overwhelming scourge. The scourge is the Chaldean dialectic process full of lies that causes mass social unrest, confusion and confoundment. We are seeing this take hold in our current day. Question, you descendants of Jacob, should it be said, does the Lord become impatient? Does He do such things? Do not my words do good to the one whose ways are upright? Mike. 2-7, Micah, God. Answer in context, through the prophet Micah, we learn that the Antichrist called the an incurable wound has come to Judah Jerusalem in the last days. This describes God's own people, in His land, who have followed false Chaldean gods, and then defraud their own people taking their land, seizing their homes, breaking up their families, etc. Not surprisingly, due to their Chaldean influence, these false prophets reject the prophet Micah's words of pending disaster and exile, and say, Do not prophesy about these things, disgrace will not overtake us, Mike. 2-6. Micah's prophetic words apply to God's people and their prophets and priests in today's society. The questions above are a rebuttal to the false prophets. The simple distinction is God does get angry and disciplines His people, but He still looks for His people who are upright. In the midst of destruction, He will save a remnant of them. Tilda. Prophetic questions, and answers given to them, in the books of our major and minor prophets demonstrate some essential biblical truths. There is a major last days battle between God's people and the Antichrist Chaldeans. There is a remnant of God's people who stand up in battle, and God ultimately delivers and rewards them. In the meantime, much destruction we see in the last days will be God's wrath that is finally turned against the Chaldeans so that they are punished for their evil and wicked ways, and will no longer be remembered. Grace and Peace Lion's Lair, LL